Hey there, I'm Matt Walker, the host of the Choir Director Corner podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I'm so excited you are here. Before we dive in, I want to tell you about a one-of-a-kind online resource for choir directors, and it's called the Choir Director Corner Community Membership. This membership was designed to give you the training, the resources, the support, and the community you need to be successful in your teaching. Inside the membership, you'll find online courses, which will help you polish your current skills, as well as learn some new strategies and techniques, a PDF resource library with over 50 PDFs and Google Docs that you can use in your daily teaching and workflows, monthly collaboration calls where you can ask questions, get feedback, and collaborate with choir directors just like you, and access to our recommended repertoire videos and repertoire lists. There's even a private Facebook group which gives you another place online to collaborate with other choir directors and ask questions. Being a choir director doesn't have to be a DIY endeavor. It's so much better when it's done together. So head on over to choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership and join us in the Choir Director Corner community membership. Again, that's choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership. All right, on with today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker. I am your host. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me for today's episode. Well, we are in the home stretch to the end of the year. Hopefully you're in your home stretch as well. And one of the things that comes up, of course, at the end of the year is recruiting. We're starting to make plans for next year. Both choir directors are making plans and also students making plans plans for what courses, what activities are going to be involved in in the next year. And we're also trying to get an idea of who's going to be in what ensemble and, you know, what are our numbers looking like? Because that in many ways is going to determine what repertoire we are then selecting for your ensembles. And the end of the year, there is no better time than the end of the year for making a recruiting push for your choir program. And so there are three specific things that we are doing here in our choir program as we head down the home stretch, trying to bring in a few more singers into the fold. So On today's episode, I'm going to share with you the three things that we are doing, and hopefully you can add a few singers to your choir program as well. So number one, the first thing that we are doing is visiting our middle school choir programs. So I am high school, and so thinking about visiting the choir programs that age-wise lead into your program right? I don't really like the term feeder schools. Um, And so, but thinking about that lower level age group leading into you, right? So if you're high school, what middle schools potentially could you be uh, getting students from? If you're middle school, thinking about elementary schools and going down and visiting with those students and not just visiting, but doing some very specific things, 
So my colleague and I, we've gone down actually uh, a number of times in the past couple of weeks uh, to do a couple of different things. Number one, we are rehearsing with them, serving as a clinician as they prepare for their spring concert. So that's one way that you can get in front of those singers, share a bit of your uh, passion for music, share a bit of your, your, your sense of humor, your personality, and getting in front of those singers so that they can start to make those connections with you and envision themselves working with you uh, in the near future, right? So that's the first thing that we've done. But also, we go down and visit and we take some of our current students and we go down and we visit with them and have the students, uh, our current students, sort of talk about our program and their experiences. And I think in many ways that only makes sense because, you know, if as a director, if you're recruiting, trying to recruit people into your program, I would guess that they sort of expect you as the director, as sort of the leader, the CEO of your program, they would sort of expect you to say lots of great things and say what a great experience is, right? They would come to expect that. But when you're taking people that are currently participating currently in that experience and they're the ones that come down and talk about the positive aspects of the program. I think that has a lot of extra uh, importance that adds a lot of uh, make makes the experience more meaningful. Yeah, it's a lot more meaningful when you've got kids that are currently in your program talking about it. They expect you to talk about it. Yeah, but to have them do it, I think that's really uh, has a great impact on potential singers. And so, you know, we're doing that specifically with show choir. We have our show choir auditions at the end of May. And so we take those students down and uh, talk about our show choir program. They talk about the audition and all their different experiences. So that has a wonderful impact. So that is number one, if at all possible, getting down to the schools of that age level that sort of lead into your program and see if you can visit with them, see if you can offer your services as a clinician, and also seeing if you can make it work logistically to have some of your uh, current singers go down and visit with them as well. Yeah, really kind of a, a Q&A type uh, type session, but having them promote your program as well. So that's number one. Number two, having current choir members write letters to the students at that lower level age group. So again, high school to middle school, I'm going to be having high school students writing letters to those potential singers, just welcoming them into our program and really just saying, uh, hey, welcome. I'm so glad that you are going to be joining us. And also maybe to those that um, are still on the fence and aren't signed up yet, um, setting those aside and making those a little bit more specific saying, Hey, we would like to invite you. So it's not just for the kids that are not currently signed up. We want to welcome those students that are already signed up. You know, that's not just recruiting. That's about retention. Yeah. And retaining those singers and making sure they don't change their mind over the next three months. Right. 
So you might be thinking, well, Matt, are you just letting them write their own letter? Like, do they have free range of of this? Like, no, 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 no. (laughs) So I'm going to be supplying them with a template. So they have the opportunity to sort of put it into their own words, but they're sort of um, a, a, a template uh, uh, of already a formed letter that they can use, right? But they get to pick what things they talk about. And I've sort of front-loaded this experience where we've had discussions um, in rehearsal with our current choirs about, you know, what are some of the great things about being in choir here at City High? And so, you know, they're using those things to talk about uh Uh, with current students to recruit them in, which I'll talk about in just a second, but they're going to also use these things to put into their letter, right? So basically the letter is already going to have an introduction. And again, they can go in and tweak that if they uh, would like. It's sort of set up to where they can enter in a little bit of personal information about themselves. And then in the body of the letter, I'm going to ask them to talk about three things, just keeping it very simple, you know, limiting it to what are the three best things about being in choir here at our school that potential singers should know about, right? And having them discuss those. But we also, again, we've already talked about all the different things that they could potentially talk about. So it's fairly straightforward. And so they plug those in, they talk uh, talk about those in their letter, and then there's a closing, bada boom, bada bing, right? And we've already connected with uh, the middle school uh, that uh, sends students to our school. We've already got uh, their addresses and everything. And so then we will go through the process of printing the letters, uh, addressing them, and then sending them off. And we're going to make sure that they get sent to their homes. So not only do the students see them, but the parents see them. And again, with our age group that we're working with, with middle school, um, the parents are still, for the most part, the main decision makers, right? Not always, but uh, certainly uh, uh, playing a big part of making those decisions of what their students are participating in. So we want the parents to see it as well. If you send it to school, that's great. And, you know, they get all excited. But how many of those letters never make it out of the backpack? How many conversations are actually had uh, between student and parent about the letter and about uh, possibly participating? Yeah, probably not as many. It's the old out of sight, out of mind, right? So we're going to be mailing those home so that the parents see them as well. I think that's uh, a big part of it. All done through Google Docs so we can easily um, have access and if we need to proofread them and sort of tweak them uh, a little bit before they get sent out, we can have those conversations with our students and we can get that done rather easily. Plus, if they're handwritten, how many of those are actually um, (laughs) going to be legible, right? 
based on some of the written assignments that I get in. Not too many, yeah. So working with Google Docs, and it gives our current students the opportunity to work on their typing skills as well. So that's number two, writing letters to uh, those potential singers, telling them about uh, some of the great things about your program. And then finally, number three, holding what I call a choir draft. Now, growing up, and still today, you know, pretty big sports nut, and uh, my brother and I, we had this baseball game where it was, you didn't necessarily play the coach, but you played more of the general manager, and so you, your task was to um, sort of put together your roster and make trades and, you know, and then draft players, yeah? We just got done watching uh, the NFL draft, right? And so the teams, uh, you know, selecting all the players for the next season and so that's kind of what we do when we hold a choir draft and so kind of what this looks like is we break the the students into small teams and they come up with their we kind of have a, a sports uh you know theme to this where they have to create their uh, their own uh, franchise, right? And so it's major city and then animal. They have to use an animal. And it's really, uh, really funny. Like, you know, we had the Anchorage Aardvarks and <laughs> like they, they really get into it. They have a lot of fun with it. But then the idea is that on their sheet that I give them, they have to list all of the current students at our school that aren't uh, currently registered for choir, but that they think would make good uh, additions to our choir program. And then what we do is we take turns and we have a draft. And so each team of students, they draft or select a student, right? And so the students that they select, and we usually have like three rounds. So they'll usually have three students that they are in charge of. They are in charge of recruiting those students. And then what happens is if that student that they have drafted, if that student ends up registering for choir by a certain date, then their team earns points. And so each uh, out of both of my classes, the team that earns the most points uh, one morning before school, I will bring in breakfast and we'll have donuts and juice and coffee. And so it's just like three or four students to a team. So, you know, it's not that uh, costly of an expense, right? It's like eight students, probably the most out of my two, my two ensembles. So I'll bring them in and give them, uh, bring them breakfast. And then if the ensemble as a whole earns enough points, then I will um, order pizza for lunch one day, and then they can come in and uh, enjoy that. And so there's a whole points breakdown, which I won't get into here, and you can kind of develop your your own way of doing things. But it just adds a little extra motivation, right? Um, and they, again, they really have a lot of uh, fun with it. Um, I did this last year, last fall, and I always say that, you know, our goal is to add 10 singers to our program, not to that particular ensemble, but just to our program as a whole. And depending on your size of program, your goal might be different. Yeah, 10 is probably kind of high. But I think, you know, if you shoot high, then oftentimes, if you just get a little bit under that, then it's great. And that's what happened last year. And again, you know, last year, last fall, you know, fall of 2021, 
um, you know, just sort of getting out of COVID, you know, just starting, at least here anyway, to uh, looking like some resemblance of normal. And we actually added seven singers to our program. And so this year, you know, we're doing it in the spring instead. Uh, And so, you know, even after a couple of days, we've already had three singers that have come in and joined in. So if we can get to, you know, six or seven again, adding uh, those singers into our program for the fall, that's tremendous. Our goal was still 10. um, But, you know, again, we'll take as many as we as we can get. So having some fun with sort of that recruiting process, but also um, recognizing those students uh, and those teams of students that go through the extra effort uh, to pull in those singers. Again, and I tell them, it's positive peer pressure, right? Positive. We want to keep this positive. But, you know, again, we have these discussions in class about what are all the good things about being in choir here. And so then that way they have talking points, right? If students say, well, Mr. Walker, it's kind of awkward. I really don't know what to talk about and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, hey, we already had this discussion in class. Here's 15 great things that you could talk about that you could mention to some of these, uh, some of these students, yeah, to try and convince them to become a part of your program. Because once you get them into your program, then you've got them hooked, right? So having that little sports themed uh, experience, having some fun with it and calling it a choir draft. So those are the three things that we are doing here uh, at the end of the year recruiting push, as we are calling it. Now, if you'd like assistance with this, if you'd like some help, you'd like some things that are just done for you, I have some resources inside of our Choir Director Corner community membership. One of those things is the recruiting letter template that I have, where it has all the, uh, the different talk points that students can choose from and there's also a paragraph for each one. Now we ask the students to go in and tweak those but that gives them a starting point right makes it very uh, easy for them and uh, you know it takes a lot of the stress out of the process where they can just take that and tweak that and put that into their own words but it's all provided for them right there. So I have that template as well as all of the different items, the talking points, and all of those paragraphs uh, available to our community membership members. I also then, with the choir draft, I have all of the handouts uh, that you will use for that, and I also have a sheet that explains the whole process. That's as much as for the choir director as it is for the students, right? You can use that to understand the process, and then you can also use that to explain that process process to your singers. And again, it's all in a format where you can tweak all of that, yeah, being in Google Doc format. So you can tweak that to uh, make sure that it best serves the needs of you, of your singers, and your program. So if you would like access to those resources and a whole lot more, you can head on over to choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership and check it out. Well, that's it for today's episode, my friends. I hope this episode has provided some ideas, some inspiration, and some motivation to help you in your end-of-the-year recruiting push for your choir program. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, keep being awesome. 
Are you looking for resources that will save you time and frustration? Want to dive deeper into topics related to your teaching? Then check out the Choir Director Corner Community Membership over at choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership. Membership.